0: Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve.
1: Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let
2: Thrive. Thrive. What's up, Micah, man?
1: I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks on a beautiful Friday. How you doing?
2: It is a beautiful Friday, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, oh, tomorrow morning, uh, USA versus um, France, gold medal, gold medal match, gold medal game, basketball. Oh, I've me- been following the Olympics, yeah, SMP.
1: I have been, but like we got our asses kicked by Nigeria and a few other people, so I kind of was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Durant ain't gonna bring it
2: home for us so <laughs> oh, they recovered they recovered man okay. oh so anyway so yeah this is episode 175 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Homeway, Lyft, Uber, all that fun stuff share economy podcast in the world and we have a special guest
1: we have our guy <clears throat> Federico joining us today we just
3: Federico <laughs>
2: Zimmerman and where are you from Fed.
3: Hey, so thank you for having me, guys. Uh, finally, um, I've been a big listener from the beginning. Uh, so I'm from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, and you probably know me, as you mentioned me many times, in the show, as uh, a partner, I also work with Micah. So there are a lot of things uh, in the share economy and Airbnb. So excited to be here. diving into a lot of questions and things as, as we grow.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be a fun show, man. We've we've I've known Feddah for a long time because you know we both work at uh, American Airlines. That's where I met him, and um, so we've 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 known each other, hung out for a long time, even vacationed together, stuff like that. And um, I introduced Feddah to to Micah, and they you know they hit it off, and you do, you do some work for Micah, and then um, yeah, so and we formed our our, our company together, Argus Rentals. So that's yeah, that's the that's how we met. And um, so FedEd, man, you've been, you've been all over the world. Huh? How long have you been using Airbnb for?
3: Yeah, so I, I always try to remember when, when was the first time I used Airbnb. So with 10 years in the airline industry, I've done over a million miles, been to over 65 countries. So <laughs> I've been around. Uh, I never remember, but I, I experienced all type of accommodations and all type of Airbnbs from Thai houses, shared rooms. Uh, I remember once in Madrid, I stayed at these people's place. It was just a room, no light, uh, no lock in the door. <laughs> they they had people in and out of the apartment all the time, partying, but it was cheap. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I lived it. I experienced everything. Uh, capsules in Tokyo, uh, you know, resorts residential suites in hotels. I had a chance to, to, to see all type of accommodations, and um, as I've been telling you, I, that's why I tried to bring I tried to bring the best right <laughs> uh, to the company that, that we're building and to to, to our guests.
2: Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned real quick the, the capsules in Tokyo. I've I've heard oh, yeah. about these. It's like like what are they like almost like a coffin that you sleep in or is
3: it... It, it is a coffin. I'm six four I think because I use meters. I'm from Argentina. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my my, my, my feet were my, my legs were hanging outside of the of the capsule because I don't <laughs> fit in that thing. Uh, it's weird because you get there and you know it's super automatized. I know Mike is gonna love this because you get there and you pay on a vending machine. So you don't oh. even have person. So you get you get to to a hotel. You pay on a vending machine. That's that gives you a paper with a code, and you open your your room with that. That's it. No interaction <laughs> with people or anything.
2: <laughs> and you get your own little and your little pod. Your little um, yeah yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so so what? When did you start uh, dipping your toes in the water of trying to be a host? When when did that start?
3: Okay, so I'll say. So um, I started like two years ago uh, in my my place in my, my house here in Buenos Aires. Uh, I live in a touristy area, so we have an extra room. We thought it would be a good idea to have some extra cash uh, for the expenses. So we opened the place, um, and the first person, the, the first couple we got was a couple from Brazil. They came here over the weekend. I was so excited to say, like, okay, I want to interact with them, do a barbecue, and they were vegans. <laughs> so <laughs> there was there was just using the, the room and then we had another, another girl from she, she was half american half chilean moving to, to to argentina so she stayed here for a month until she found my place and we still keep in touch and that was nice. pretty much uh our experience as guests in my house before we started you know uh with the company
2: that, that's cool you mentioned like you still keep in touch and then and we're, and we're going to do this this um it's not really like an interview style show we're going to do like a round table you know because we all know each other and we're just going to talk um a lot of different topics today including growth and scaling but like you mentioned that you still know that girl that, that stayed there y'all still know her and that's when to, to us to what i've noticed from the beginning of doing airbnb it's like a relationship type deal right mm-hmm. and so i mean i've i've Met people and and I've kept in contact with some people and stuff like that. Some people kept in contact with me that I wish wouldn't have, but <laughs> you know, it's a it's a relationship type deal. So today, uh, Micah, we're going to discuss um, growing growth our companies, you know, because you know Fed is you know helping us both out, and I got the we got the Argus Rentals together, me and him. So we're just going to dive deep into that because that's um that's the hardest part of a, of a business, I think.
3: Growing too fast. <laughs>
1: So how are y'all, how are y'all picking up y'all units and scaling at the moment?
2: Mostly word of mouth, man. Mostly yeah. word of mouth. Cause I mean, you know, someone will say, wow, you know, they're, they're doing a great job for us. You know, Fed is over there rocking it from Buenos Aires and um, I'm doing what I can do here and, and people are are liking our, you know, the money we're bringing them, first of all, it's been good. (laughs) And then um, the five-star reviews. So it's just, it's just word of mouth. Oh, I got, I know so-and-so that has a unit that wants to switch, you know, management and wants you guys to do it. And I know so-and-so, you know, it's just, it's just spreading. Like we, we don't advertise, we don't, we don't, we don't buy, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads or nothing, but it's just word of mouth. And it's almost, it's getting to the point where it's, we talked about it today federico it's like growing like it's too fast like crap Mm -hmm. you know we need to we need to start having another powwow how you know who we're going to hire to help us because it's it's just and that's just from word of mouth and we haven't even tried to really advertise it yet
3: no we did a website uh which is really nice Um, we have the instagram now um as that that part is is growing slowly but uh we we discussed like okay how we're gonna reach people right how we're going to reach people to find our services but again it's coming word to mouth
1: what's up man yeah word of mouth is huge especially if you're doing that arbitrage model or not arbitrage but co-host model you know one person makes money and they see it in their account hell they're gonna go tell their friend (laughs) to own property you know so yeah it ain't that that ain't bad at all man
3: it's funny because even even one of our cleaners, she's like, "Okay, guys, whenever you have you have a, a a place available, I want to help in and do my arbitrage." So she's like on the list. So we yeah. have a lot of people that are waiting to get uh to get a property, and so we're we're looking for places.
1: Oh, so that's the thing. So, see, and that's a good thing with the co-host model. Are y'all like looking for getting people places, or are y'all just finding people who already have the places?
3: So that that, that that's a challenging part because we're doing both. So we're doing okay. ma- ma- many of the clients that we get there that we're currently managing they already had their places mm-hmm. and they're looking for more places. And they know people who want to get started in the Airbnb and the and the rentals uh, and are looking for places and they don't know where to start, right? So that's when we when we where we're trying to hook them into um, getting if we if we this is what I've been telling Steve. With so many people interested, we're growing our buying power because we can go to a place and get many doors at the same time. Because we have people who already are, are already doing the Airbnb thing and the rentals, and they already want to get more places. We have all these people that want to get started, so we're getting that buying power.
2: That's what's up, man. That's and, what's up. And here's one thing too that I know. I know um, you would. Uh, you could probably sympathize with Micah because. That's for example. Okay, you know, we did we started our first unit, and we did we got another one together, and then all of a sudden, you know, we started managing for people. Real quickly, you got like five or six units. We're like, okay, cool. We're managing them. We're doing you know doing our thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, we got a couple more and a couple more, and it's like. And it's like we're we're learning how to how to do it, you know. And we've learned a lot from our own show, you know, because all these guests and stuff like that. You, I mean, every time a guest comes on that does co-hosting or arbitrage, I, I ask them a million questions about it, about growth and scaling. But like, what I noticed was, okay, we got we kind of got our systems in place while we we're we're small, you know. We're like, okay, we you know, we're doing this, doing that. But then it's starting to grow real fast, and we're like, oh crap, you know, we got to go back to those same units and really really create systems and really take a picture. And Federico will send me out to go take like take a million pictures of the place, every cupboard, every door open and then do a video walkthrough and do a video walkthrough from the car to the front gate and the front gate to the back gate into the pool. And he wants and and it makes sense. And it's easier to do when it's a brand new unit, because now we're going back to the old units and doing that. But with a brand new unit and you'll learn it and people will learn as they go but like you want to do all that stuff at first while you're setting it up mm-hmm. while you're you know and then you get it all done and then give it to your guy and then he can run it and he can hand it off to a va and i'll have every Excellent. single question that i guess will have to answer that way he don't have to call me at midnight hey dude how do they get to the to the gym with or where's the gym key? you know he don't have to ask me nothing and we weren't set we weren't set up for that yet but we started growing so fast we're like oh crap we're getting a, all the questions went from ten questions to a hundred questions a day, you know. So we have to go back and, and 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 you know, it's just part of growth, though. Yeah, we didn't try to grow fast, but it just started spiraling and, and growing really fast. And we and so now we're like, we're not even trying to advertise and really because we don't. I mean, why would we advertise if we can? If we're like, you know, getting a lot of work right now. And now we have to go back and then now we know what to do for the new one. Yeah, it's easy. But the old ones, we have to go, oh, shit, we didn't do this. We didn't do this. We do this. We got to go back and set up all the systems, take all the pictures, get all the information.
1: You know, you brought up a point that me and my mastermind group just talked about. Um, Basically, how you just said you got to do the walkthrough to the pool to the complex. That is why we are getting away from apartment complexes. There is too much (laughs) Freaking red tape, too much crap, people getting lost, people getting towed. I mean, people don't people don't read, right? So are y'all starting to go the house route? Because I know markets are getting saturated. Um, you know, it's a lot of I, I don't know if you guys saw my big rant that got a bunch of views that I was talking about, the uh, arbitrage model getting kind of dirty, you know, people doing it in a dirty way, you know. So I'm kind of moving away from the apartments are, are y'all seeing traction moving away from the apartments or have y'all moved tried to move the houses yet
3: it's something we're, we're looking into into getting to houses um i mean to tell you the truth it's been working in the apartments and the apartment complexes we had some of those situations where you know, the gate, you know, the gate is not working, and it's a complex issue. So we had that today, and we had it at another place. Um, what do we do? Um, and people, and usually that happens, you know, it's not the people checking in at 4 p.m., it's people checking it at 1 a.m. that's <laughs> <laughs> not working. Um, I'm two hours ahead, so it's 3 a.m. for me. Um, so that that's something that that happens. Um, but, yeah, we've been talking about getting houses for sure. That's something we, we are looking into. Uh, we're just trying to figure out, okay, we know how to set up an apartment, a one-bed, one-bath. Okay, how do we set up a house? How do, if we're looking for that buying power, like, are we going to distribute and do it with, with, with a group of people? Are we going to do it by, by ourselves? Or just for one client that has that um, amount to invest into, into getting into a house?
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: that's something that, and what do we do? The other thing that we discuss all the time is, okay, what do we do if, for example, regulations change and we need to move all the furniture to another place? And what do we do with that house? Do we go, is it, is it, um, profitable if we do a house for trolling nurses,
1: right? And I would say if, so we just started one. This is the thing I love about houses. One, less logistics. Hmm. Two, triple to quadruple the cash flow. Like our unit that we just set up, our our, our intended goal is to gross 10,000 a month on it
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, and then move up to like 15, 20K. That's just our first initial goal. The reason why I like that model is because it's way less logistics. And also we're going to places where, you know, the city's partnered with Airbnb. So then we're covered on the Airbnb side. Then we also have our corporate side. We have our peer space side, you know, so we can go into, oh man, my bad, going a bunch of different avenues. And that's the reason I was liking the house model. And also, you know, the eviction moratorium got pushed back, well, <laughs> It ended and then it got renewed like two days later. So, you know, and I'm looking at ways to acquire through that as well. Like, cause I know a lot of owners, they're about to be kind of desperate. So I'm like, man, I want to get in on that too. So I think um, going to where places where it's already legal and in writing that it's legal and you just need permitting or whatever is, I think the way to go, but it's just, man, that red tape in apartment complexes and condos, it's just starting to get a pain but I don't know. I was seeing if you guys are seeing the same thing. My mastermind was talking about the same thing. It's just starting to be pain out there, man.
3: Yeah. It, I mean, it it's profitable for us. So, yeah. so we're going to try to keep keep going. Uh, and we, we enjoy doing it. I, I think that that's if you have your systems in place, you can do it. But as you say, you have way more logistics because what I would what I was explaining to Steve and this is for anyone who has someone working remotely because you know for me it's the same if you have someone in the Philippines or someone so, somewhere else that, that never been to the apartment this is a problem if you put, if you are if you want to put some on the on the other person's shoes uh, your employee for example is that if you get a question about where's the thermostat a stupid question I probably know if you never been there you don't know what to answer you, you get you know this feels like ah, what, do, what do they answer I cannot say I don't know right? Mm-hmm professional especially if you are speaking on behalf of the owner so that's why you have to have all these recording uh, all the details and what, what i did is i, I had in i, I we use smart bmb but you can do this probably in any any of the property management systems i have a can responses right so for any kind of question you should search and you have all the answers already set up and for any new question that i get that i don't know the answer I find that answer for every single property. I already have set it up. So that's a system that we use for Mm. for the um, complexes. But yeah, I mean, the problems with the neighbors, with the managers, they they come up, they do.
1: Yeah, Yeah, they do come up, man. Yeah, and and I've been using, uh, you know, and you know, yeah, you do have the neighbor issue. Um, But yeah, mine's just been like, just people just not reading because it's, but, and at the same time, I kind of put it all out on me. I'm like, man if I didn't really have this apartment complex, if this is just the house they were pulling up to, I wouldn't have to deal with this. It'd be simple. Hey, how do I get to the apartment? Well, how do I get to the house? I mean, damn Google, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to ever get that question on the house. So that's what I was wondering as well. And then, um, I'm still trying to get, I I finally got my cleaner situation down, down in Dallas, man. Dallas cleaners suck. Uh, (laughs) like turnover, bro. Like if you're on turnover, bro, like, Turnover for Dallas is trash. Oh, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, it's trash. Go ahead. Don't watch it.
3: That's, that's, that, I, I, we had a real headache. You know, it's still a few weeks. I would say, like, a month ago, I have, like, a burnt, I, I, I was having a burnt down. I was, like, going crazy. Like, what do we do? Like, we have, we having more and more turnovers and these people are not helping us to you know we don't know where our sheets are uh, and that, that's the other problem as we were growing we didn't we never realized okay we have to have a really strict inventory on in what we have in each apartment yeah. we grew too fast and then we were like okay so let's let's write to this cleaner that she did this apartment two months ago hey do you have our sheets from this place oh yeah i do and it turns out they have like you know bags some bags of shits from three
2: full us. trash bags and like a big Dude. old bin. <sighs> hold on, who who's this? Who did this? Who no? Nah, we ain't saying no names. We just say nah, yeah, a cleaner.
1: Shoot me a shoot me a text. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to fire some cleaners, bro. I just fired some cleaners. They were taking all the fucking la- the laundry, putting it in a bag, right? They were putting it in the damn bag. They weren't even washing it. Like you're supposed to wash it, you know, wash it and then get ready for the next. Yes, they would take the shit off, put it in a bag. Oh, and I'm i am I'ma tell who it is. Fuck that uh these people need to be shouted out uh I, once i get their damn company name yeah i'm shouting they out they shit don't use them uh they would take your shit put it in a bag me and mahogany were pissed put put it in a bag they wouldn't wash it and then uh go get other shit put, put, and then like they would take the new stuff out then they'd put that out but then they wouldn't wash the stuff that was already dirty so then next time it's to turn over They ain't ready. And then sometimes they wouldn't even show up. Matter of fact, y'all go ahead and talk because I'm about to blast this shitty ass company. (laughs) Oh,
2: man. man. Um, You know, I I, I, first who that shitty ass company is first because I don't know. Damn shit. We might still be be using them. So I don't want (laughs) to, you know, it's slim pickings in Dallas, dude. I mean, you know, we got to do what you got to do. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, is that they, they don't understand
3: a business oh, that's your problem uh, or they, if they do that's mean but but i i, I to to when i speak with them i try to understand what's important for us right like we're gonna get a bad review if this happens we're gonna lose a booking we're gonna lose you know and they, they don't they don't see that many of them i, I don't I, I don't mean everyone right
1: yeah this, this company they they were like so they would they would see on turnover that there would be, wouldn't wasn't a check in that day, so you know it doesn't mean anything if there's not a check over ch- turnover a check in that day. They'll come and say, "Hey, can we just come clean the next time there's a check in?" I'm like, "Bro, that's a week out. The fuck, yeah, bro. Let me. I'm, I'm about to find this company." That's happened to me before.
2: Wait, that's yeah, that's before man.
1: That's it, what it
3: that's... happened in Houston, dude. Yeah. So, so th- this is what they say. Uh, th- this is what happens to us. We had a last minute booking. And it was already. I, was, I think it was twelve p.m. And I, I was. I was texting the cleaner. I was like, "Hey, where are you? Are you coming? Is it gonna be ready but before four p.m.?" And she was like, "Well, I saw in Toronto B and B there was no, no checking in. So I, when that happens, I go the next day, the next morning."
2: Yeah, we looked at the cameras. I don't think they. I don't think anyone went and cleaned, right? We looked at the. No, cameras. well, that's when we had
3: to find a new person to wash oh, okay, and okay. get it done.
2: Yeah, so she said because y'all didn't have a turnover, y'all didn't have a, ne- a booking the next day. I went ahead yeah. and just, I'll just do it the next day. I was like, this cleaner's was- name
1: was Chiquita. Don't ever use them based out of fucking Plano.
2: Okay, we don't didn't know. No, yeah, we don't no, no, that.
1: No. Trust me. We <laughs> would have been like, fuck this. <laughs> like, sorry, nah, nah. Friday show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: hey,
2: Steve's writing them down over there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm writing that down, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, dude, nah, I, like, I finally got my old cleaners back, and man, it's been uh, easy ever since then. But yeah, they were taking my shit, putting it in trash bags, bro, and putting it in the closet. Shit. Not even watch. I was like, yeah, they didn't bro. even watch it. yeah, don't even dirty. use this, this company, oh, bro. You see God. them on turnover B and B run. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, honestly though, this is turnover's problem, though, bro. Like, but what we have been doing to let the cleaners know they do a shitty job. We turned on that checkout BNB thing that they have. So whenever the current guest checks out, uh, we have an automated message go to them, say, hey, when you check out, use this code, and then you can leave a cleaning review. And they can le- leave a cleaning review right then and there, and then it goes to the cleaner like, hey, this, this these guests left you a four-star review when you're clean, you know what I mean? Um, and that's been helping a lot, you know, and that's been helping a lot. So then they know, so then, you know, because turnover's problem is, they don't have a system to where the cleaner is rated every single time. Right. That's the problem. So when you see that super cleaner shit, that don't mean a damn no. thing.
2: Mm-hmm. It
0: that does, don't mean
1: uh, a damn thing. That do, means uh, they, they probably got a, four. They, do, a, they gave them a five star review and they ain't done shit since. Yeah, <laughs> they, do,
2: they do that, yeah. They do the badass cleaning the very first cleaner for you, like God oh, dang this <laughs> yeah. is badass. And then after that,
1: then they start slipping. These cleaners in Dallas, bro, like man.
3: So, yeah, so, they do one. Oh, go ahead. The, the, the ones that we have they, they don't bring a vacuum with them because it's just too heavy so if we don't have a vacuum in, in, in our places they don't vacuum and I'm like, are you serious? Like when we found out it was like uh, that's why people are, are complain but they found they find um you know dog hair in the, in the, in the, in the floor that's crazy.
1: dude we, we had the same issue because right now I got to get a vacuum delivered over to one of my units. Um, because of that issue, and with, like I didn't know they didn't have issue, uh, a vacuum cleaner because I think we forgot it because we were setting up five units at one time at this place. So my new cleaner, she came in and goes, "Hey, this unit," she, and she took inventory. Another th- thing is have them take inventory. We use Google Sheets and just have them in a Google Sheets. We take them inventory, um, and then so every single cleaner can see. So what she did was she just told us she was like, "Hey, there's no vacuum cleaner in this unit. Did you know that?" And I was like, "No." And then now I can get one shipped out, or she can pick one up for me and take it. And then I'll reimburse her. But yeah, dude, it, it's been bad. And I noticed yeah. you said hair. Are you, you, are you guys accepting pets?
3: Yeah, depending on the unit. For some, it's, it's a really good deal because we get a lot of requests. Mm-hmm. For others, like this new unit we got in Dallas, in um, near the hospitals. So first uh, stays we had, um, emotional support pets. And, you know, we... we, we the complex they had a, a restriction. It's maximum two pets, two dogs, up to I think it's like twenty or thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. Both of them came with the, these huge dogs, Labradors and you know German Shepherds, and oh, man, hair <laughs> everywhere. I know and they're, they're walking the dogs in the complex and these huge dogs, and you're not supposed to have dogs. And it's like how, how, how do I explain this? This is only you know emotional support. For, for a five-day stay, or it, it was a 12-day stay. But, Crazy,
1: man. Uh, yeah. I'm very right All yeah. right, so. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. It's going to be one of them
3: shows, y'all.
1: So, yeah, so, like, okay, so, and I know it's, like, a a, a location issue, because my cleaner's in Houston on top of it. Dallas, man, it's just, like, bro, it's just, what the hell? <laughs> it,
3: even our people in in forward are, are amazing that and, and this is what i, what I tell still all the time it's like how do you find the perfect cleaner what do they need to have right because okay they have to do a good cleaning in a short period of time of course uh and then you have to have them keep inventory keep uh, being accountable for the sheets and things that they take i mean reliable that they're going to make it to to, to 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 clean them so so i think those are the three things that we, we're looking for you now Deep clean, I mean, good cleaning, reliable, um, taking accountability of the things that they take. Now, for example, we have, some, we have these amazing cleaners in Fort Worth. They're, they're the best. But um, it's difficult to schedule them because it has so much work that um, sometimes they say, you know what, we're going to do it uh, until this time. But that's after taking time. Mm-hmm. And we struggle a lot and we tried to help them to get some other people to work with them and, you know, train them, uh, train them and it didn't work. Uh, so I hate it because I, I'll use them for so many units. And so right now we do it for two units and not even all the turnovers. And that's when you start to clean, mix cleaners. That's a mess because you know who has, mm-hmm. who's taking the shit.
1: See, this is what I've been doing. And this is what I'm telling people. How much, now, this, okay, here's a question for you. How much are you paying them?
3: Okay. We're ranging between 55 and 65. Okay. It's a one bed, one bath, Right. So
1: on 55 and 65 yeah. to get the good cleaner, you got to know how to speak some Espanol. If you, if you go in that route, you know what I mean? Be honest. Mm. So my, it, my it, cleaners who I charge, who I charge 85, they do a damn good job. But the problem is, is certain things they don't commute, communicate to me. Like, Hey, this, uh, like, They've gotten better at it since I've been communicating with them. But you know, certain things. Now I have a higher end cleaner who I pay 120, but they do a really good job. They communicate everything and they're willing to do everything that's on the list because I'm paying them at a higher rate. And what you can do is if you start paying people a higher rate, they'll do a better job. I noticed that. Yep. Yeah, if you pay, if you're if you're able to, you know what I mean? Um, if you're mm-hmm. like what I did with all my other units, I raised my cleaning fees to like 150. And I'm paying oh. the cleaners, like, between 100 and 120. And I'm starting to get better results. For one bedroom one baths? No. I don't even have any. Do I have one bed? Yeah, I do. Oh, well, my one bedroom and baths are all in Houston with the good cleaner. Oh, okay. So, and then, so those I don't have to worry about. But the ones here in Arkansas, the ones in Arkansas, it's, it's straight, streamlined, good, good, good all the time. But I even... I without even them asking or anything, I just went ahead and bumped their prep pay. So then to keep those cleans coming in, uh, same with Dallas, I just, I'm paying somebody 120.
3: But and I'm- that, that's something we did. I mean, uh, with with the two cleaners we have in, in Fort Worth, for one of them, the ones are, they do an amazing job every time. I've mm-hmm. had a problem with scheduling uh, them. We did raise at some point because we were in our Airbnb. The you know turnover was taking like five percent or whatever. I say like, okay, let's raise it to this to this level. We're fine with that because you're doing a great job. To the other one, first of all, she was used to she she's from El Salvador, so she's. Spanish, I speak Spanish, so communication is great, I mean, we became best friends, we're talking on the phone all the time, and she's doing great favors for us, because uh, which, that's another issue we have, and we can dive into later, is like you know, solving things last minute, so she's willing to do a lot of things for, you know, a tip $15, and she's going to run and get, get us, you know, supplies if we had to last minute uh, get us sheets, get us I, I even told her, listen, if it happens, I don't know Ten PM, twelve PM, 10, twelve a M midnight. And and we have someone stuck and cannot can open can't open the door or something like that. Can you run to the apartment and, and, and help them? And she was like, Yeah, sure, I can charge you, you know, I'm just a couple of bucks. But having that backup is great because I know she she's on call. Um, and just the fact that we're willing to help help her and pay her to do those extra things makes her go the, the long way and she's super happy to help.
1: Facts, man. Yeah. You got to find ways to pretty much incentivize a good clean, yeah. man, and, you know, and try to find a way to, you know, use them for more. Being having them be like a mini co-host. Like, hey, if something yeah. stock, got a stock, send me the receipt. And that's yeah. what I do with my cleaners as well. Go ahead. She, she
2: It's funny because last month, you know, it's July. It's been a killer month for all of our units. And she ended up making over three stacks, man. And she was so happy. <laughs> she was over the moon. She's like, whatever yeah, y'all need me to do. And this is, I mean, she's doing a lot of cleanings, first of all.
1: I mean, How many, uh, now hold on, man. We got to go back and yeah. over three stacks. Hold <laughs> three
2: on, stacks, man. man. Time out. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's rewind. Listen, we're going to clean it. We're not
3: doing our anymore. No. anymore. How big so is y'all cleaning? operation?
2: <laughs> well, right, well, right now, we just picked up our 19th unit.
1: So y'all are at 19, and y'all doing 3000 a month in cleaning?
3: We were having a lot of one-night uh, stays. Oh. We had a hey. lot of – like there, there was uh, – Raise your I cleaning
1: gonna, fee. Your cleaning fee is too
3: low. Yeah. I was trying to get – you know, th- this is the thing. Uh, we picked up some units that were already partially booked for management. Oh. And the problem is that, you know, there were – just letting people flat price uh, book, you know, one night stay on a weekend. So they were getting Saturdays booked at a flat rate and then these orphan nights from Sunday to Friday, basically. (laughs) Those were the orphan nights. Uh, Of course, once I picked up, I started, you know, applying everything I learned, everything we discussed. And, you know, we did, uh, we purchased uh, Sean's pricing training, which is great. And we learned so much. Man, they end up, Everything, most of them with a 100% uh, occupancy. Mm-hmm. So it did great, but we were getting a lot. And listen, we're doing higher rates for one night stays, but people mm-hmm. weren't booking.
1: Yeah, so. what, what I noticed is if you raise that cleaning fee up really yeah. high, and then that is another way, the great way to incentivize a long-term stay, especially on Airbnb, have a really high cleaning fee. Because yeah. what it, it doesn't, so like if, if your cleaning fee is like 120 right? And then it costs, let's just say it costs ninety five dollars to stay there. Is it really worth to stay one night? You ain't staying there. You might choose a Motel Six over this shit. You ain't about to- <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So like, I noticed my my one night stays have declined. I don't even have one night stays. And you can book a one night stay Monday through Thursday, but I don't even have them anymore. I just up the cleaning fee. And then I was like, oh, but now I get long term stays. Like I got people's booking my house for like four thousand a month in Arkansas off Airbnb. I'm like, damn, you know, but they've been doing it. see, see, you know, that's
2: like a different philosophy because because what Federico came up with this idea. And it really helped us to get, you know, you know, up close to 100 percent occupancy was um, to lower the cleaning fee, even though we're still going to pay our cleaner you know, the same amount, 65 bucks or whatever mm-hmm. would lower. it? He'd lower it to like 50 bucks or whatever. And then um just to get and then raise the price of the of the night. You know, he'd, he'd mess around with that stuff, lowering mm-hmm. the cleaning fee. But you're over here raising the cleaning fee to get a different kind of effect. You yeah. know, it's, 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 there's so many ways you can
1: skin the cat. You know, it's, yeah. it's insane. See, also, when you guys are saying 100 percent occupancy, are you getting 100% occupancy with max revenue or are you leaving money yeah. on the table? No,
3: yeah, yeah. No, That's where you got to look no. at it. We're not leaving money on the table. That, that's for sure. I mean, that's good. Because the, the, what we're getting, the, the feedback we got back is not only the occupancy, but actually the revenue was on the highest that, that our clients got so far. Um, <laughs> for all of them. our
2: clients, man, they're the most. Yeah, no. I
3: I mean, we, it, it, it was a great month. I mean, I know it was summer, it was July, and people were traveling a lot, especially after COVID. You know, a lot of people were like, yeah, we need to get, get out and travel. So there were a lot of opportunities. But um, now definitely what we're looking into, into getting longer stays. My, my my ideal stay for me is at least five nights or, or a week. That's what I like to, to see. I don't like to see two. Three, usually two, three nights. One night is gonna be problem. So, if, if it goes, that's something I learned the hard way. Right? The hard way, right? That's that's how we learn. But you know, if it's a weekend, one night, two nights, lower rate, it's gonna be a mess. Yeah. Last minute, it's gonna be a mess. So I had I had um I had this video that I showed, showed my friends, and they're still laughing uh, of me yelling through the um, ring camera to a guy that was smoking on the hallway in one of the the buildings. <sighs> I'm like you can't smoke there. I'm gonna call the authorities. Get get out of the, of the. <laughs> he scared
2: the kid, man. He was vaping in he the was, hallway.
3: Yeah, he got scared. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that, that, that was a problem. It was a booking from a person, that had five stars, a lot of reviews, it was great. He booked instantly because we do have you know requirements to, to book instantly. Uh, but he said, Okay, it's gonna be my friend that's gonna be staying over there is that okay i say okay this is one guest yes can you send me an id a picture of the id yeah so he sent it and then i don't know what happened but apparently the girl was bringing her cousin and her cousin's boyfriend but it turns out that it was her boy and the person who booked was probably her boyfriend so there was something you know something going on in there so it was a mess uh i mean they left the place in good conditions but uh it was a stressful weekend
2: and, and and in that and our clients you know saw that like federico right there on the ring doorbell and one in the morning saying hey you can't smoke here and he was like he's like <laughs> looking for he's it like, he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry no i'm gonna call authorities you get to take that outside and the, you took off man he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry see and then there's so- another thing man those rings how are y'all liking the rings I love, the, I love the ring myself. Um, Do you have to charge them? Yeah, oh, I'll take this out. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Hold on. See all these motherfuckers? Yes. See?
1: That's, <laughs> that's why I hate the rings.
3: Yeah. I hate them. See. Yeah.
1: With the house, get a vivid system. You ain't ever got to touch it. They got the doorbell always works. See, well, see, the, just the, yeah, the house,
2: uh, you can hook up the ring to a house doorbell, too. I mean, and then and you don't have to ever change the doorbell out. No, but I'm saying like
1: out. there's never a charging. You don't ever have to charge it. It's all yeah, in one app. Boring. That's why I like the vivid system, because I meant But th- my, my uh, oh, why are you? Why don't your cleaner doesn't charge them?
3: That's um. <laughs> yeah, I Again, have my we, cleaner. Have, we have different cleaners and they do not stay for long. Like, you don't, don't have, have it. A, you don't have it on a checklist. We do, but but here's the thing: with the different cleaners that we have, the logistics are a mess. Uh, yeah. We tried. I mean, we tried. Uh, we tried, but uh, we just want them. You know, we we just want them to go there, focus on having the place as clean as possible for now, because we're into so many problems. Otherwise, when we start adding more duties, of mm-hmm. course, we we should get into that. And that's one of, one of the, the things are the, the, the you know. Uh, we're gonna stuck, but for now, we're just, you know, just go there, clean, make sure we have beds uh, and sheets and towels for everyone, because that's the other problem. You know, sometimes they think they, they don't leave, because they think it's going to be a couple, and maybe they're going to use the, the food on, they don't leave uh, towels or sheets for everyone. So we need to be coming, getting how many guests, which which they should look into that, and I think in Turnover, b it's, it's in there, right? Um, so... Again, if we keep, I don't want to keep adding for now more duties because it gets more messy. Mm. So you got
1: Steve being the
2: charger guy. I'm the charger, man. And then
3: once a month, right? He does around.
2: Now, yeah. Now that I got all these batteries right here. And that's that's a hot tip for y'all out there. I don't know if you can find the older generation ring doorbells. You can swap out the batteries, the newer ones. It's all one piece. So that sucks. You got to take the whole thing off the wall and plug it in somewhere. Wait for 10 hours because it takes 10 hours to get a good charge and then go back and put it on there. Whereas this you just I can just go. I can knock out Dallas, you know, half an hour. Just boom, 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 swap them all out and then I'm done. And that'll last me a month. But yeah, like, so if you could get your hands on some of the, I don't, I hate giving out that secret because then they're going to snap up all the older generation, <laughs> <rings>. but <laughs> um, then you could just have, yeah, I just have all these charged ring batteries here and I can do it all in one. In I'll one. just
1: leave the little, this thing, this bad boy right here, leave this and all the units. And soon the first task when they come in is to take that ring off, put it on the charger, go clean. That's what I do. But yeah, if you don't have the logistics for it, yeah, but that goes with paying them more money. They'll do yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that's all I noticed. I I noticed when I start. And someone told me that he was like, uh "Yeah, just pay them a little bit more money. I guarantee you get a better cleaner because that's money they ain't making somewhere else."
3: So then when I start doing, it, I was like, "Oh, that's the best incentive you can give anyone." I mean, pay more. Yeah, money, there's more I money. Mean.
1: You know. And then if, and then what happens is if you if you pay them more money, you can hold them to a higher standard of accountability. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. they're like, "Oh shit!" Well, they are paying me a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. uh, but yeah, that because yeah, that that ring thing that was one that was giving me a pain, and I'm like. <laughs> Me and Mahogany were yeah. like, we should just make the cleaner do it. And then we yeah. started doing it and they've been doing it ever since. Uh, now
2: how how do you um have you ever tried like with speaking of incentives, you know, s- giving them like a bonus if they get a five star review? Have yep. you done that? And that that's helped. what I've been
1: doing. That's why I turned on that checkout B and B thing on turnover B and B. So if they get like a constant series of five star reviews, I'll just like send them a twenty dollar cash app or
0: something. Mm.
1: Yeah. I've been doing that, 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 that always, always, man. Like my cleaners in Houston, they love me because I'm going to pay them one time. I give them incentives. Uh, she restocks it. You know, she charges me to restock, but like she knows going to be clockwork, do good business. Um, but yeah, man. So y'all up to 19. Congratulations on that. What, where do y'all, what, what's y'all goal number?
2: What you asked me that question in the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. And And I, I either said 40 or 50, right?
3: Yeah, you said fifty, and I, yeah, I, 50. I I've been hating you for that because we're getting there.
2: <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> I, I actually
3: yeah. texted him today. I said, "You asshole! You say fifty is is becoming reality." So I was like, "Let's put it with... out there."
2: <laughs> yeah, you put it out there, and and that's the thing. And it's just yeah. the word of mouth thing, and um, and we've already and we've got like ten or twelve people that want more units and multiple units. So we have that in the pipeline. So um, that's That's where I'm trying to transition. I'm trying, you know, because I like to go. I like to find, you know, find units and talk to owners and talk to um and talk to complexes, talk to whoever to try to get more units. And and if I, the thing is, we're like I said, we're stuck in between. We're in that middle phase where we're still gotta get our systems down. I do. I love the growth part. I love going out there and finding units. That's the fun part for me and then scoring. Hey, Federico, I got two more in the pipeline, you know, get them ready. Boom, boom, boom. I love that part the most, but we still got to figure out the best, most efficient way to do everything before we can just keep growing and growing. You know?
1: Yeah, definitely.
3: And And I think that there's one more thing to this. And let me ask you what you think about this still. And we're having an open conversation here between Mm. business partners. But I think something that also is scary for both of us is taking the big step to go to higher, bigger units. Because we are doing one bed, one bad, and it's, we, we kind of know the trick, know the game so far, and we can handle it uh, very well. But how's it going to be when we get a house? We have more bedrooms, more houses beds. Houses are easier, dude. Is it? Yeah, they're
1: easier.
3: Uh, and, and this is the other thing. It's the, the, the commitment part, the commitment on, you know, the investment. Uh, so uh, here's the thing, it's just, it's uh, new. See,
1: this is, and this is where we all got to start. I don't know if y'all listened to that episode with Andrew LeBaron, but he pretty much broke down how to become a millionaire instantaneously. If everyone was catching the shit he was talking about, I was just like, bam. So basically, man, you you're, it, you're, your goal with houses is to get is get is to get in at the cheapest cost, and you can do that. Remember, I always tell people, owning's cheaper, arbitraging's faster. So if you're gonna own, even arbitrage in a house, it, it, it's less it's less work because I mean everything's there on site. You don't have the logistics; they have the washer, the dryer, everything there to wash, dry. Also, with the washer and dryer, like when people ain't washing shit, one thing you can do when you pay them a little bit more, you tell them, "Hey, I need everything washed on site." We, we have backups already in the closet. So all you're doing is washing while that stuff's washing. You can be cleaning everything else while the ring charges. But if it's a house, you have a vivid system. So nothing needs to be charged. Um, but yeah, houses are, are, are a lot easier in that perspective because everything you have your security system there, nothing needs to be charged. All they're doing is going in doing laundry, uh, letting you know what needs to be restocked. Um, and what I also do is, um, on the restock side, if you have a really good cleaner, have an Amazon Business Prime account, and then you can make them a member under it, and then they can send an order and you have to approve it. Or if you get really, really good with it, and you trust them and they're your cleaner, they can send the order themselves. And then they just use the the Amazon Business Prime. They're just a member under your account. So it's, it's multiple. I love Al's, dude. Like I like I was talking to Rachel. I don't know if uh, Rachel was on the podcast, Rachel Gainsborough, and she said, You mess up in this business when you go against your brand. And I realized my brand is houses. That's where I'm the best and most efficient. That's when all this shit started coming up because I went against my brand.
2: You know, it's funny. A long time ago, uh, you 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 had you were dipping your toe in the in the arbitrage market in, in Dallas, and you were doing, you know. Had some cool places and then but you just you hated it and you said you you, you went and got the houses, right? And you started kicking butt. You loved the houses, and I thought you were done. You said yeah, I'm done with the arbitrage, this and that, but then it just you do you went back to it again, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, man. Opportunities, man. Yeah, Fomo. fear of missing out, dude. <laughs> like that, that opportunity came. I'm like, oh shit, man, but But What I'm going to do now is I I might get more apartment complexes, but I have to be, it's going to be really strict to what has to be, you know, it's going to be really, really tight knit. But man, right now I'm focusing on houses. Like right now I have four more houses coming up, Um, two of them we're buying and then two more, one we're launching on Wednesday and the other one's going to be a part, another JV deal on a house. Um, And it's going to be easy to set it up. Once it's set up, you, you know, everything's in there. You get your security system, your internet, you're good to go. Uh, but yeah, uh, houses, that's my brand. That's what I'm good at. That's what I know how to set up, automate really quick. I have a team for it. And how you were saying about growing, you like growing, but then it's like, oh, shit, I got to add these systems. That's how it was when I came to Dallas. I didn't have my systems like I used to have, you know? Mm. So my in Arkansas, I go set up 10 units right now. We have the systems to run it, you know? But if you ain't got them systems, man, that shit's a bitch,
2: bro. Mm, it's, a, it's, it's the hardest part. Yeah, it's you gotta have part. systems.
1: And we, we talked about it before, Steve. I think me, you, and Alvin Cavalier talked about it. We're like, dude, don't outgrow your systems.
2: What, what is uh, the famous Abraham Lincoln quote? He goes, if he had four hours to chop down a tree, he'd spend the first three hours sharpening the blade i was like that's that's you got to set up your systems man it's the that's the nice. hard the painstaking the, i'm i'm hating federico for having me out there in 100 degrees doing this shit but i know <laughs> you know and we don't talk to each other for a day but then i know it's the most important part we got to do it
1: yeah. hell no man i better tell the cleaners to charge them damn batteries bro
3: i'm
2: talking about setting up the units like you know, yeah, whatever. and I
3: I've, oh, I've, right. I've, I've been asking, I mean, I've been asking the cleaners to do the videos as well mm-hmm. when they get in, uh, and you know, re- record everything. So I try to gather as much data as possible. So what I'm doing is I'm putting all of these pictures, videos of the units in a Google Drive, so anyone that's mm-hmm. answering questions, they can go there and you know, it's like it's kind of creating my own virtual um, tour, so anyone can see and. Mm. So I told him, you know, open every every door, every, everything that can be open, open. i take a picture of that. So it still, it still was like that. And the last thing we got, it was like, you know, open, you know, go under the bed. If you have to go under the bed, I want to see what's under the bed. Mm-hmm. And you got to know because that's one, that's the tough questions, you know, that, that those are the tough questions that you don't want to answer.
1: Steve just made a really good point on one side that I've been, that that every single person I talked to said they have a sh- trouble doing <laughs> Setting up the unit without being there. That, that's been the one that everyone's saying, like, oh, shit, man. I don't know how to. That's one where I did pretty good on the units in Dallas. Um, you know, I use B-Attack Design. hope I'm saying that right. Uh, they did it pretty good, but they did have issues hiring people to do certain things. People wouldn't show the fuck up. I think it's just a Dallas thing. I don't know. Um, you know, but, yeah, that, that is one. Uh, I did find a cleaner who was straight told me, like, hey, if you're ever setting up units, I'll come set it up for you, be your cleaner. And then I already know what's in there so if you can find a cleaner hire them on and then they set up units for you it's really good because now they have an inventory of what's in there as well that's another thing you can do that,
2: you know that's cool how we should you know i don't know i'm kind of torn on that like having having someone do one person do different hats wear different hats do different things because they're not because let's say you have a badass cleaner mm-hmm. i'm cool with her just being my badass cleaner i don't want to make her um manage the place or I don't want her to make her I don't know it's and some people do it and they're successful but I'm like if she's good at that one thing and why do I want to you know have her um you know fix a sink or fix a toilet you know what I'm saying people do that they try to it's use the cleaner though. for all kinds of stuff that's but mean, here's here's my argument here's my it's not my argument but here's my point um and it's, and this brings up how how small a world this uh short-term rental space is it's it's starting to grow but it's still it's still a small world and cause, like, for example, you, you and Mike, Mikey B, Mike Brown. What's up, Mike Brown? He y'all set up uh, y'all's, y'all you house together, right? Mm-hmm. And and he had told me before he was gonna do a house and this and that. So like, that's cool. And um, he got Sarah to design it, right? Which Sarah he met from the show from mm-hmm. from Live Let Thrive, and and he. <laughs> it's funny because my 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 one of my best friends over here you know uh shout out to david law i mentioned his name because he's going to get a lot of business coming his way
1: i just paid him some money exactly shout out to david law yeah
2: david law that's my buddy man i've known him forever and i'm the one that got him in touch with sarah mm-hmm. and i said she needs you know and and he's in between jobs right now you know one of those things and he's and he so he um he 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 got with Sarah and Sarah had him do a, a, like a set, a couple setups already. And then all of a sudden he say, Man, I didn't know y'all had places all the way in, in Plano or something like that. I was like, Plano, we don't got none of Plano. He's like, Yeah, that's not your house that I just set up for Sarah. He's like, No, who's he's, yeah, you and Mike Brown. I was like, Mike Brown, that's like, you know, Mike Brown, yeah, he's a cool dude, man. I met him, he's a real cool guy. And I went and set up a three bedroom house for him over there. It's like, No, shit, man. And he did. And he said, and especially he loves to paint. And he made, you know, he, he, he don't. There's no lines showing or nothing, but he, so he painted some walls, set up the furniture, did all that. I was like, and he said, "Yeah, I can knock that out And, you know a couple of days. I can do some stuff like that." And he goes, "Decent money." I was like, "Well, if that's what you, if you think you're you know good at that or that whatever, we're gonna have en- endless, <laughs> endless work for you because there's really." I know there's a lot like like Sarah, for example, she used to do all the work herself, but now she's going to go into remote and there's a lot of remote designers out there, but they still need someone to put it all together for them, right?
1: Mm -hmm. I think what you're referring to is um, it's not them wearing more than one hat. It's them doing it for more than one person. That's that's the thing. Like, you don't really want to just give your cleaner out because now she has five other units outside of yours to clean. I think that's is that more what you're referring to? Because I agree with that.
2: Well, because you you just mentioned that, you know, the the cleaner mentioned setting up your unit for you and then she'll Mm -hmm. know where everything's at. Okay, it sounds good on paper, but when you're sitting there at, at 1 a.m. trying to finish an IKEA dresser, you know what I'm saying? And all these <laughs> screws everywhere laid out on the ground, and she's she's a cleaner. She's like, what the hell am I doing this for? You know, it that's those moments are paid. real. Yeah, you're getting paid, but I'm just saying she's a cleaner. I'm she might not be that much I don't
3: know. Uh, I, I, that, that, that's something that happened to me when you mentioned you brought up uh you know Julie George um, model where she said. There you go. She gets um, cleaners to go host uh-huh. and manage. Now, I, I, for me, I didn't see that as a, something you can replicate maybe in the States. I don't know. I don't know what's the background of uh, the cleaners in Australia. I don't know who are the cleaners in Australia. I don't know if the cleaners in, in, in America are focused or, 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 you know, if they have, you know, the background or whatever they need to do to, to do that job of co-hosting. Maybe that's something that they did not want to do. And that, that, what that's what I did what
1: in goes. Arkansas. As soon as she told me that, that's what I did in Arkansas. I was like, hold on. Make the cleaner of mini co-host. They handle all the shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's perfect. It, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it works. It's perfect. People, man, you have to realize this. At this point in America, we just got out of a pandemic. So what do you want people want? Pay, but they want their time as well. So this is the great thing about the share economy. You can get your time, and you also get paid at a rate that you want. So the, the having the cleaner be your setup team is almost hand in hand, perfect because she knows where everything's at. She knows where your supply is. She knows what everything is. Now, if you're asking her to fix a sink, yeah, that, that ain't that ain't that's way out of the job scope. Yeah, you know I what what I mean? just an example.
2: And and and
1: what no, I was gonna was say going, was
2: yeah,
1: go, sorry. oh no, what I was gonna finish was. One thing that I've been working on is bridging that gap. After we talked to men, B&B, me and Steve had a conversation afterwards like, hey, is this really worth it? So one thing I did with all my houses, I went and set up that $125 call fee for, uh, what's it called? Uh, Home Shield. For Home Shield yeah, on all my properties, point. but I'm only paying. So I pay a high call fee, but I pay a very low monthly rate. Mm. But what it is is now I can just have pretty much what you want to do with houses is, Everything that 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 the conveniences of apartment, you need to see if you can put that on a house. So the convenience of apartment is, hey, I can just call the maintenance team and they go out there. Well, have a home warranty team that can go out there real quick. So it's people wear different hats, but just make sure the hat that you give them is in line with what they're doing. Like, I wouldn't mind a cleaner being on the setup team because if they could set it up, you know what I mean? And then they're over who they hire.
2: No, that's 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 the beauty of how Julie George kind of was setting it up because she Uh and, and, and to say just it was a cleaner, it was Okay, so so the cleaners, yeah, they got to they got to work her units, whatever, got familiar, intimate with her units, and this and, and he, yeah, she helped make them co-host. She she taught them how to greet guests and bring them in and show them everything. And okay, it worked out great. And a lot of them got their own units after that, and then they managed them, and she still got her ten percent cut of everything that they got. It's beautiful, you know. That's how she was able to scale so fast. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, what I can actually see it with one of our cleaners. We, we talk about her all the time, our, you know, our Janet, she's she's amazing. And she's the one that wants she wants to get a unit of her own. Right. I could mm-hmm. see that working. I could see that working and she yeah. wants us to manage it and this and that. But um, but so she'll like you said, set it up. She know where everything is and she'll be the cleaner. Mm-hmm. So I could see it working with certain cleaners, not all the cleaners that we have. Yeah, that, and
3: that, that, that's the point. For example, we have some cleaners that we know they are great at cleaning. They're the best. They do the most amazing job when they go to a place and they leave the place amazingly clean. But uh, I see them struggling with other parts of, you know, scheduling, as I told you, and, you know, hiring people and communicating that, that, that part. So it may not be for everyone, but if you have, find a person that is willing and...
1: Also- Y'all at nineteen doors, right? Yeah. Between Dallas and Fort Worth, mm-hmm. I don't think y'all need cleaners. Y'all need a cleaning company.
2: We tried. We tried that route too. That's yeah. We tried that oh. route too. If and you know what a cleaning a- company is in Dallas? Pretty much that we've discovered. I don't know about Fort Worth, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking the you know $500 handyman or whatever the hell they're called. I'm talking about like a cleaner company that has a decent looking website has a phone number. You could talk to the person as an email as everything looks legit. Yeah. And they have their prices on there and whatever. And Yelp reviews. Like, okay. This is like a legit company. I'm calling them. Okay. We, we've done that. We've talked to a few dudes. They send out It's still the same thing. He has his website. He sends out whoever, and it's still one of the Dallas cleaners that goes and F's it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And F's it up bad. And I'm like, y'all are a professional company. What's going on? Oh man. What's y'all know? interview
1: process like?
2: I call them up and then we do it and then i talk to him first and then we do a zoom interview and we and we ask them a million questions and then what's their question
1: a, what are your questions mm. uh, we have it
3: we well have it. Yeah. We, we had a it was not with that company actually they, they came, it was at this time i was telling you that i was going crazy with the cleaning and this is what happened actually some of the people that we had uh we, we had a cancellation from brbo because the place was not very it was not deeply clean well, it was dirty. It was not acceptable. So we had to refund a five-day stay with a good rate. Okay, so I was like, let's find someone else. I went to turnover BNB. I opened a search. I got this guy. He He's um, super super cleaner. whatever they call him in, in turnover BNB. I said, okay, I see you have a company, you look professional, let's do a Zoom call to see if you can take over our units. And that was, that was the biggest mistake. I handed over everything because I was so pissed with the other cleaners. I said, like, okay, you're fired, you're not doing our units anymore, you're taking over all of our all for operation. So the guy, uh, we had, I mean, for, first day, uh, he came to one of the units, so he, he didn't have a check in, but he came like, three hours late, Late. Uh, remember he came in the in the evening, uh, because he said, okay, well, it, it, I, I left it for, for the last, because I, some other jobs came up, and then for th- three times in a row, he forgot to check the dishwasher, <laughs> three times so he left in a row. it three times in a row, even, uh, and we're like, you know, you're, you're leaving the dishwasher with things and you, you gotta make sure you, that, that doesn't happen anymore. And the problem with the guy, he said that we thought we were bullshitting uh, because we really didn't have the, those many units. So he thought that was we were excuse. not for real. Yeah, his excuse, it was like, he didn't thought we were for real, so he mm. took other jobs because we, oh. thought we wouldn't give him so much work. And, and the, the guy's some professional. We had like a long conversation. He made those mistakes.
1: Did you ask him how many cleaners he had under him?
3: Yeah, we did, and he lied because he said that he hired He he said that he was hiring too, but uh, no, he wouldn't. He would hire if we really had those units. And then he saw he he saw we were for real. And then he was calling us and trying to get our business back. And this, not, this was a uh, shitty company.
1: So what we have to do, I think I know the company you're talking about too. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I know the company, but because uh, I was almost, almost called them. But what I was gonna ask you is like. Um, What we got to do, like even all of us together, is Mm -hmm. have a system to where we're asking these people, okay, have you ever done a short term rental clean? Do you understand the process? Here's our checklist. Is this checklist doable for you and your team? And just be straight up like, don't bullshit me. If you can't do it, just be honest so we can move on, you know? Um, And then just how many people up under you? those people up under you are they're competent do you have reviews like you i know you guys check the yelp reviews and that's the best thing to do but what i learned from uh andrew and C- serena they said the best because they said man you have to have a deep deep uh hiring and a interview process because that's really what it comes down to man with these cleaners
3: yeah, and and, and the, the problem with this guy, so it was two companies, one of the the, the cleaning company, the other one was this guy that he supposedly had a, a cleaning company. So I did prepare, remember, Steve, I I set up like all these questions, and send it to you and say, okay, we got to go through all these details, make sure the guy understands the the, the short term rental business, like, you know, how important reviews are, because we have this problem, if we have to cancel and give a refund, that's going to hurt, hurt the business real, real bad. Even you know, going to other thing that I want to get with you, which is early checking, analytical and requests, like how, how he handles that. So I, I I tried to cover everything. I was so excited when we finished because I said this is a perfect guy. He's gonna solve solve all of our problems. I mean, he's gonna take care of every single unit and everything. And he was saying he was saying that he was taking some clinics in Houston, not in Houston in Austin. Remember still? Mm-hmm. So he was full. Of yeah.
1: I'm like, what uh, man. Hey, do he's a this, great man. interviewer. Hey, do do this. Remember, like, hey, man, can I talk to some of the people you clean for? Yeah, yeah, you're right. yeah. because you know, yeah, these man I ain't gonna lie. Dallas has been the hardest place ever for cleaners, bro. Like, I'm like, yo, this is easy everywhere else. Like, Houston is easy, Arkansas is easy, Dallas, man. Cleaner won't show the fuck up. Like, what? The fuck?
2: Where where are the Mexican cleaners at? I can't find any, man i got some (laughs) you won't
1: share them though (laughs) (laughs) no because they're a small operation if they were a bigger operation i'd share
2: yeah that's the problem they don't know how to scale they don't know how to grow
1: that they they get overwhelmed see i got one in houston man she got like 20 cleaners under, so it's like that's
2: you know what i mean got that man some people got that
1: yeah see and that that's really why i'm like man you've got to really hire a business man because like here, yeah, you're right. They don't know how to scale their cleaning business, so it's just like, damn, bro. But like, everywhere else, man, this shit's easy, dude. <laughs> I was, I was no, even. And that's,
3: yeah. No, sorry, but that, that, that's what, what I was telling the some of our cleaners in Fort Worth that they're really good at cleaning. I was like, okay, how do we help you to scale? So to one of them, we said we're gonna translate your job application. So we, you know, we have my wife to translate. You know the mm. the. Their job, um, posting in yeah, posting in, in Spanish. Um, how how do we, uh, we, we reach out to them? How do we help you to scale your business? Because we want to work with you. But again, some people are just good at cleaning, not yeah, at the other that, part of the business, that, and that's the tricky yes. part.
1: You can't you. Can't. That's really hard. Yeah, I, 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 only reason I'm against that is because I know for a fact most people ain't business savvy. That that's something that has to be in you. If that ain't in you, I, you. Business savviness has to already be naturally in you. If that ain't in you, and yeah, they, they just, mm-hmm. they're workers. They're worker bees, you know. Now, he,
2: he, here's the here's the thing that happened, especially when COVID in the thick of COVID, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, this husband and wife duo that we love, you know, as our cleaners in Fort Worth, they were trying to scale because they were getting a lot of bit too much business, right? Too much but They barely could handle Fort Worth, and they're, they're trying to do Dallas, too, for us, and then they, um, the thing is, they said. I mean, the the guy told me he's like, man, nobody wants to work. He goes, they want to sit home and catch get. They getting paid unemployment plus six hundred on top of it. They don't want to come to work and scrub toilets, man. He goes, we can't hire anybody. No one wants to come and work. I mean, may eh, under the table, maybe you can. You still get your government
1: money and do some under the table. Steve, <laughs> that's really seeing people say that, but that ain't really what that is. Like it ain't the government they see and that's be telling i would be knowing how people's mind thinks because i was talking about this people i work with i'm like like because we have a position where try- they're trying to hire for, and they're saying hey it's because everyone wants the government money i said clearly you weren't paying attention during covid no they want to work from home that's what people want they don't give a shit about leaving their house go drive here get paid they want to work from home and they can do it
2: a big part of it yeah that's
1: yeah. a huge part of it like look at all the if you get on linkedin it's just articles on top of articles <laughs> hey you want to work from home remote work position remote, and those like if you go on linkedin and look at the applicants they get they probably get 50 applicants after an hour of a job posting post a job where you have to go somewhere in an hour <laughs> two applicants it's, it, they don't ain't nobody trying to go to no damn mcdonald's and slang no fries man hell no i if I can yeah, work I mean, at Wayfair and take calls from home?
2: And Federico had yeah, made a good point about that. What did you say yeah, about that? Everybody yeah, wants to be a remote worker now.
3: Yeah, I and mean, everyone wants to do that, right? I, I, I'm enjoying being a remote worker for, for, for my job. Uh, but here's the thing. What's the difference on hiring someone in the States or hiring someone in India? On in the Philippines if you're doing remote? Because there's a, a, an added value of having people going to the building, to the office. And if you're st- starting to take it home, okay, you got to out prove yourself that you're more uh, you're worth more than someone from abroad which is something that already happened in the history of, of, of you know economy and the states and
1: the thing with i would say about people that's true because that is something you think about but at the same time a lot of these people some people don't want to put things overseas because of that language barrier that they get. And then, you know, you get that whole people getting pissed off, you know, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: hell, you know, hell, hell tech companies, you know, I the know. tech companies back in the day, man, you know, they, you know, Raj answers the phone and people got pissed the fuck off. So they had to kind <laughs> of bring it, they kind of had to bring everything back over here.
2: And least focus the Filipinos that you can't even, t- you don't hear no hardly bit of accent. Now the that cheap, cheap ones, you can tell, yeah, there's a thick accent, you know, but the ones that are you paying decent, all right, money too. You, you talk yeah, like you, you and me, you're like, yeah. are you Filipino? <laughs>
1: yeah, you can t- yeah, you can hire somebody in the Philippines, $5 an hour, speak perfectly good English. You can't even tell, yeah. you, you think you're talking yeah. to a damn American.
3: Yeah. But here's the thing, because we're talking about customer service jobs, right? Before being being outsourced abroad, overseas. But now we're talking about all the different jobs that were you know, usually done in a building, in an office, that that do not require to speak with clients all the time that now you're trying to take home and again that, that's the point okay but if you're gonna do it home if, you, if i'm not gonna have someone here so i don't know that that's a, a tough i see sometimes people you know digging their, their own grave i don't know if people are realizing of that it's just a thought i'm not sure if that's something that's gonna happen i'm not saying that all jobs are gonna be outsourced overseas but uh I do at, at the same time companies you know it, it's a good deal that you're gonna save in in you know running a building and whatever you need all the expenses and that's good for us because when I have people working from home they're gonna travel around and' gonna stay for longer with us
1: see and another thing like when we talk about these cleaners it's kind of like the trucking industry right what, what a dude who owns a bunch of trucks what's his biggest fear that this dude who drives from for, for, for him? it's not going to have a light bulb go off and be like, I'd make more money if I had my own truck. You know what I mean? So a lot Mm -hmm. of these, and what the share economy has created is a bunch of entrepreneurial minds. Some of them aren't really business savvy to scale a business, but it makes them independent minded to want to work for themselves. So the dude who's sitting here saying, hey, I want to scale this business and get workers. And they're saying, hey, I can't find no workers. The people might want to work for themselves because my job's having the same issue, finding somebody, and this job is pretty remote that the person's going to be doing it. I can't find nobody, man. And I'm just like, dude, I think I think I think COVID changed the world. And I think people see it in that light now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you really I think cleaning is really about networking and finding somebody, you know, you trust, who like wants to see you grow. And it has to be more of an intimate relationship.
2: no, I consider you business savvy, Micah. And and mm-hmm. I, what I want to know is because you, you always talk about, man, I just outsource it, outsource it. You know, you, that was your big thing. You want to outsource everything. What do you how, OK, did you it, it, a short term rental company? What are you going to outsource? What are you going to and what are you going to focus all your energies on to make your to make your business grow? Like if you oh, i chart okay. like percentages or whatever, I don't know what what would you what would you do?
1: Uh, well right now I'm focusing on the profit first side right now because that's like been my biggest excitement learning that and putting in the pieces there. Uh, first off, find what you like to do in the business. Uh, I like to do the profit first and I like to do the system side. So automations, uh uh, automation, such as like the minute system, the stay system, the marketing systems. I like to do system stuff that's, that I can automate and then that part's done. And then what I like, what I'm trying to outsource now, cause, uh, Fetty's taking over the whole timeshare thing. What I'm trying to outsource now is the communication with all my other units. Once I have that down, I'll be straight. But other than that, yeah, I just find what you like doing the business. I like to go find deals. I got to I like to go look at real estate. Like two weeks ago, we were looking at Arkansas. We put in an offer on two houses. We got them. And I like to go wow. look at the houses, see what they're worth, you know, run numbers. You know, because at the end of the day, I really found out I love real estate. I, lo- I love the idea of real estate. I love the creativity of real estate. I love running the deals, seeing the numbers like, oh, this is going to work. And then kind of seeing how you creative you can get. But yeah, I'm all about outsourcing. Outsource yeah. what you don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, so you, if look, you don't want to charge the and- batteries,
1: man. Outsource that shit
2: yeah no you're right you're right you're right and i guess that's what we're we're like kind of stuck in the middle of and um yeah, it'll come a, up
3: a, yeah i see two things that that, that that holds us back a little bit it's like the same way we grew too fast or profits are growing too fast sorry my dog is going run. <laughs> um And now we can afford to outsource certain things uh, at the beginning. Like, no, we're not going to pay $20 for someone to do something we can do, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now we're getting to the point that we say, okay, we can do this. So we're trying to automate. And and that's the part uh, I want still to be focused on go get more units. I hate to have him to go to record the units, as he says, under 100 degrees, Uh, but... I mean, we need it right now. I'm trying to find a way to, to do it, not to have him to go to units. So I'm actually working into that and getting people to help us to do those things. My part, what, what I like to do, I like to do the communication. I like the customer service. That's, that's what I've been doing for many years. I like training people. And the, the, the part that I, I still struggle with is, you know, letting go, letting go of the control and everything. You know, not looking at okay is is the check out schedule is, is 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 do we have the cleaner is the person you know that they already know that everything, that's a part of that, it's stressing.
1: You know, I, I I I've been there. Um, I don't even check my messages, man. I'm be honest with you, I don't check the messages. I don't check the reviews. The Only time I really look at the reviews, I need to get a VA to do this. Um, is to really just to leave the little reply to it um i don't really look at the reviews you know you know certain things i'm just not worried about anymore if i know it's automated um the only time i'll do something on a review is if i know they're a bad bad guest and i'll say hey i'll leave mike myself a note hey leave this guy a bad review um but other than that man it's about finding what you love to do if you love the training part then don't outsource you know um yeah don't outsource if you love to do it like hey i love to do training don't outsource that you know we've Like what Steve, whatever Steve finds he likes to do, don't outsource that. I mean, you're getting, you're like to do this and you get paid for it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Now I have a question for y'all. Are y'all using profit first?
2: I've heard of it and no, I'm not. We're not using that yet. (laughs) Yeah, not yet.
1: It's is life changing shit.
2: Go ahead and do like a breakdown for what it is.
1: So basically, it's you. You you create five accounts for your business: income account, operating expense account, profit account, tax account, and an owner's pay account. And basically, you have these five accounts. Me and Mike just did it with our new joint venture business we just did, and I was like, "Man, trust me, we're gonna in a year from now we can go pick up ten units doing this." So basically, you need to figure out how much of the money that comes in is part of your operating expenses, meaning this money has to be in the operating expense. So let's say it's 90%. So every dollar that comes into your income account, um, 90% of it goes to your your operating expense. Let's say 3% goes to taxes, another three goes to owner's pay, and another three goes to profit. And you just divvy it up every month, and then you have a target allocation. So your goal is to get that 90 all the way down to 70. So when you get to and you you just decrease it every month, and then what you're doing is you're looking at your expenses and seeing what you can cut. And once you get that down to 70, you can start paying yourself more profit, paying yourself more owner's pay. So what we do is every two weeks in our business, we do our distribution. We do a distribution from PayPal. So what we do is we have everything coming into PayPal and then we shoot everything from PayPal to our income account. So then we have a business relationship with PayPal and a business relationship with a bank And so once everything's in, you distribute it every two weeks. So you get paid every two weeks, just like a job. Cause you get your 5% of your owner's pay goes straight to you. And then your profit account sits Mm. and your profit account sits till the end of every quarter. And at the end of the quarter, you take half of everything that's in the profit account and you distribute it between your owners. So it'd be you and uh, Federico. But if you're in debt, if your business is in debt, 99% of that goes to the debt and Uh. you split 1%. So what it does, it gets you out of debt. And then it gets you prepared to where you get a $15,000 check split between the both of these 7,500, you go splurge out, mm. you run it like a, he, he pretty much teaches you how to run a small business, just like a fortune 500, huge multi-million dollar business from day one.
3: Wow. And yeah, that's, that, and that's uh, uh, one of the parts I, I will always talk about is like, okay, we need to get our numbers, you know? straight um sorry about my dog he's <laughs> he, also, he also be on the podcast um but but the thing is that we we also say okay where's our money going are we making sure we're not losing money like
1: see that that, that that's where i was at for a while and the reason I'm, I'm going to assume y'all do this, y'all have all y'all money coming to one big account and it's just sitting in one big pot and you're just looking at, oh shit, here goes 60, <laughs> here goes 60 grand. Yeah, you're looking yeah. at 60 grand, but you probably ain't paying yourself from that 60 grand. You don't know what's going where. That's why that profit first is so, it's, it's so important. So if you got 60 grand and you know 80% of it goes to operating expenses, you shoot it over there. You know, you're you paying yourself 5%, you shoot it over to your uh, owner's pay account. Man, dude, it, it changes your mind on how you can really make money, especially on the arbitrage side, uh, on the arbitraging houses side, arbitraging houses that you own side, because now that house is making you three paychecks a month. You're paying yourself twice, and then they pay you rent every month. So, man, it, it, yeah, if you profit first, shout out to Jay Massey. That was the most life changing book I've read this year. That was the most. If have you've have you noticed. I've started ramping up on units since I've been using it because mm-hmm. I understand how to use, how to divvy up my money.
2: That's great. And that, that brings me to a question. I was going to ask you because mm-hmm. we were, and we were, and speaking of batteries and freaking, you know, sheets, missing all that, all that night like crazy takes forever time stuff. I was, I, I was just asked, you know, texting back and forth with Federico about cause he's like, man, cause something happened today. We're like, we're like, Someone, you know, Sarah sent us a, another thing where this guy is pro- probably going to give us four of his units, and we're like, and he, and Federico asked jokingly, "Are we ready to grow more?" You know, and but I think he really meant it too, and I was like, "Well, shit, I don't know." I was <laughs> like, "We have to." I mean, we always figure it out, but my question was, "Well, we got to really think of hiring someone," you know, because yeah. it, 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 we're growing fast, and the way that we're doing things now is not sustainable if we keep growing the way we are. And so I even mentioned it. I brought it up. I was like, well, how how about hiring so-and-so paying them, I don't know, 500 bucks a week to just to go out and check everything and check the, you know, do the quality control and the cleanings, swap out sheets, swap out batter, do these things like that. I know 500 bucks a week ain't a lot here for our business. It sounds like a lot because we only pay ourselves out a certain amount. I was like, well, this, I was thinking in my head, this person will be getting a bigger payout than us, but when you put it like you said, like ninety percent is operating expense, that would just plug into
3: the operating expense. It would make exactly. it, it would make yeah. it
2: less it would make it easier pill to swallow. You know exactly.
3: And, and the other thing that you need to think of is okay, how how much money we're gonna save for not having to be solving things last minute? Because at the end of the day, we get this issue when we get a guest checking in, we need to buy an Amazon, you know, some towels and things and send it last minute and get it there and we're you know, over-purchasing sheets and towels mm-hmm. because we don't know what they are. So actually, it's an investment. See,
1: see you just said how much money you're going to save. See, what you're now going to do, if you're having that type of issue where stuff's missing, and if you could hire somebody, honestly, you could use something like Favor if you really wanted to. I had some stuff missing, and I used Favor, and they dropped it off in 20 minutes at one of my units. But uh, what you now is not only saving money, you're saving time. What's That's that, the what's greatest. A, what's that? Favor. Yeah, so like yeah. there was
2: F A V O R Oh yeah, yeah, they'll just
1: drop off anything you need. Like if there's missing trash bags, they'll take a they'll put in that's a favorite.
3: Yeah, that's something we need. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean yeah. I I think that the objective is always, you know, try to use it the last possible, but again, things happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, right. you need to solve last minute. I, I even told Steve at some point, I said, listen, if it costs less than thirty dollars, I'm just gonna solve it like this, you know. I just to authorize uh, and you know and, and this is something I was reading from um, the four hour work week, right? And this is something to say is like if, if it costs you know, if 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 it's something that needs to be solved and you want to, to outsource it, you can authorize a certain amount that you know, you don't need to ask for an authorization if it's at the beginning thirty dollars, then fifty, then a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that's brilliant, right? Because you're just having time and, and a headache.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Four hour work we guess, a tough one see that orange book back there. Love that for our work week. (laughs) Um, but yeah, man, it's so many ways that you have to, you know, find your bread and butter, you know, that's one thing, find your bread and butter in this business and go, you know, is you know, and, and mine, I found mine was houses, man. And I'm about to stick to it, man. That's why this one with Mike, man, it's been exciting. Like, oh shit, you know, we got a pretty big one. So I'm, I'm thinking about going to get another one. It's a beautiful but, house,
2: man. It's a beautiful house. Yeah, Sarah did so, a great job. Um, David did a great job. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's nice.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, it the systems it'll come you just have to focus on it know what you need to outsource like right now there's some things i need to outsource like my marketing i definitely have to outsource like the going through Furnish finder every day you know getting Mm -hmm. those people um because the Furnish finder side is pretty easy you just go in there find them shoot them to the website that's basically we've been doing we've been getting a lot of direct hits off that too so yeah it's just a lot of few things i need i know i need to outsource
3: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we do like management. I I think we both enjoy that part of the communication with the clients, seeing that they get, the clients are happy. I love the part about, you know, the, the relationship with guests. I love getting the five-star reviews. I love that part as well. So so we're enjoying what, what we're doing. It's just, you know, we have a certain part of the systems already set up. I think it's the operating the day-to-day that gets really tricky.
1: Yeah. You just probably need a cleaner or somebody you can trust and just run it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause the, 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 definitely the communication, if you know you love doing that, stick to it, you know, but mm-hmm. it might hold you back in the future. If you want to, you know, like you said, if you want to get to those 50 units, yeah, you're going to have to train somebody to do, this, mm-hmm. to do that, you know, you can't be sitting there answering calls, you know, but yeah, man, yeah. it's just, it's, 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 it's fun. It's a journey, you know, it's a journey. Yeah. It's a learning journey.
2: It is. Nice, man. Yeah. It's been a good podcast.
1: Been a great podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, but yeah, man, it's good to see y'all growing y'all up to nineteen, door, to 19 doors, man. That's what's up. Are, are they arbitrage? How many arbitrages and how many are managed?
2: Ours, we have six of our own arbitrages, yeah. and the rest is managed.
3: So you got
1: thirteen yeah. under management. Dang. Yeah,
3: and, we're and two by- are yours that we are managing.
1: <laughs> I've,
3: what did you say? So, so there are two units that belong to Steve before we started, but we're managing now. But
1: i have a question for y'all because this is me and my two partners were talking about this is the management model worth it i, I believe so yeah i believe if, so
3: I, again if you find the systems it's totally doable for i mean if you, if you get longer stays and, and that's that's the other part if you get longer stays all of these issues all these problems they're not that frequent and it's easier to schedule everything if you get all of one day stays that's when you becomes like a headache, a total madness.
1: Mm-hmm. How much that, are
3: you what... for your management? So we're uh, on 20%. 20.
2: Now, check this out. And speaking of that percentage, right, we did something kind of kind of clever. When we do the, our, our PowerPoint presentation or whatever, we're talking to someone on Zoom about, you know, signing up with us. <laughs> And this this is directly inspired from Julie George, and she said put everything under. She goes, everybody that came in, you know, to to get a, a place of their own, it was under under my company, and so we want to encourage people to get under under Argist, right? Their Airbnb is just Airbnb, you know, and then so we get all the pay, all the all the money comes through us, and then we pay them out at the end of the month. It's just nicer, easier, cleaner. We can call up Airbnb because we own we own that property, you know, it makes everything a lot smoother. And that's what Julie George, you know, taught us. And and um so we have two different prices. We'll say, okay, if you if you do it this way, you know, where you put it under Argus, you're you're a super host day one, you know, you're you're automatically a super host. Your unit's gonna be ranked higher than everybody else's. And mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna everything's you don't have to do anything. We solve every issue right away. We handle, we pay out the cleaners, we pay out everything. At the end of the month, you just get your money. Or if you st- if you're in love with your Airbnb that you made from your own two hands and took the pictures yourself with your iPhone, you want to keep it. That's fine, but we're gonna charge you a 25% management fee because it it is harder for us. It is more work for us to manage for you, and we give them the choice. You always give people the choice in negotiations, right? And all of them pick the 20%. Now there are some that we kind of grandfathered in that kept their own. Okay, it's a little bit more, you know, a little bit more work, but we're you know we're we're these people are. Uh, are bringing us a lot of business so we're, we're allowing it right but um all the future all of our future ones we find and sign we, we want them to be under the largest umbrella it just makes everything smoother cleaner and 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 it's, it's easier for us
1: but the reason i ask about the management side is because you know there's always that big thing management or arbitrage right so like i have a goal of getting off my job here soon and i was thinking about taking on a few management ones, but i'm like would i move faster having managed units or would i move faster having arbitrages
2: i think it depends on your personality too i don't i don't see you as wanting to manage other people's shit i don't just from your personality that's not a knock i think i like i know you like to to have the stuff and you'd rather outsource the management you like you think of it differently Mm -hmm. and that's that's a great way to do it too right so you can make the most money you'll be making 80% right and then the whoever's managing it for you makes 20% so you can just keep scaling and growing and that's a great way to look at it too right mm-hmm. as far as you doing all the work for someone else and then only taking a 20% cut i don't see that in in your personality that's just that's just what i see so it uh, it, dep- it it's not a clear cut oh, no, answer what's I mean, like, better
1: even a personality thing I, I i would i would outsource most of it anyway <laughs> but i mean like <laughs> just from a profit point of view like is it worth it to Because it sounds like y'all pick up managed units faster than arbitrages. So would it be worth it to pick up, hey, let me go pick up 10 managed units. Would that put me at a goal where I could just be like, oh, well, I got 10 managed units, I'm out. You know what I mean? Or would you need or would 10 arbitrages be the better play?
2: we kind of do a mix of both.
3: We're not yeah. one or the other. Man. And the, and the yeah, reason why we the... do a mix is because we have systems and we also were leveraging on, on the debt part.
0: Mm. Um, because oh, yeah. we
3: and, and And I think that's the key, the key part of this. If you're comfortable getting debt and, you know, jumping to getting more units and, you know, getting the debt of, okay. of setting up the arbitrage, you're going you're to make way more, way more money. Hey, uh... the and getting the units managing is not your risk and uh it's not the it's yeah that that's the thing it's not your risk and it's easier sometimes if someone already has a unit set up
1: hey here goes a uh plated to, to not have any money into it an arbitrage you want to know it yeah yeah rent the furniture
2: okay i heard i've heard of that before
1: if you rent the furniture <laughs> see in my next unit my next house up in plano or wherever it's going more likely plano i'm going to rent all the furniture make it a hundred percent arbitrage. Everything's just an operating expense. And then I'll just, whatever we take, we take and then let it operate off that. That's what I've been thinking about doing.
2: Okay.
1: Use a thing like court. But even at that, I still haven't done that to run the numbers. Cause what if those numbers come out just to be the same as a management, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, that's really what I want to see. Like it is where is the, the sweet spot, because I know for a fact, I've been learning this using Profit First. If you're going to have a bunch of arbitraged, you know, two bedrooms, uh, one bedroom uh, apartments, you need a bunch, you need a few houses back there to kind of have a strong cash flow coming in because I've been noticing on these one bedrooms, one baths, most, most people in the DFW, their cash flow is probably 500 to 1,000 on a one bed, one bath. But on a house, you now up it to three, four thousand and it's a little bit more of a cash heavy play, you know. But arbitrage is always faster, is what I tell people. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and and that's the thing. Like Federico mentioned the debt. And I told him from the beginning, I, I, I want to stay out of debt as much as we can. Yes, you, you can use it. Some, you know, we can utilize it sometimes. And we did with our first unit. But. I'd like to try to keep our company as, as, as out of debt as possible because I just think it's going to it's we're going to grow well that way. And there's arguments for both sides. And but so but so this is what this is how we kind of saw it. You know, we, OK, we started managing people and our cash flow our you know, our bank account started swelling, and getting big and like, OK, now if we see a good arbitrage deal come up, we can grab it and use our stockpile of cash. We're not going to have any debt. We don't have to pay any interest or nothing. We just buy what we got to buy. I mean, we still run it through a credit card to get all the points and all that shit. And then we pay off the credit card every month. But... But that way I see we can, we, every, you know, every month we can get another arbitrage and then that's going to feed us more money. We're going to make more profit off an arbitrage. That's going to make our stack grow too, pay it off, whatever it was, make our stack grow. Plus getting the money from the other people. Then maybe in an, another month, we can get two arbitrages because we have a bigger pile of cash and, and we're not using any debt, you know? And that's just, that's just how I think that's how we're structuring our business.
1: I fully agree yeah. with you on that because I got into business debt, which is business debt. So I'm not really too, oh shit, fearful about it. But yeah, that's an, and that's what an, I also start noticing getting creative out here, especially with this eviction moratorium coming up any day now. If you uh, can start getting houses with no money out of your pocket, dude, that's about to be the major play right now. Real estate creativity is about to start hitting a high when this eviction moratorium is up. So that's why I've been, that's why I love the buying side. Like right now, these two houses I'm going to be, I'm probably going to spend no money out of my pocket after we finish refinancing. So I'm like, oh. you can't beat that. You know what I mean? So I love to stand out of debt play. I'm all for it. That's And that's why I'm still on the fence. Like arbitrage and apartments, it really ain't really worth it to me unless you have like how you're doing it, get the stockpile of cash, then do it or get it where it's 100% rental where you're just renting the furniture every month and your startup cost is probably $1,500.
2: Yeah, that's it, 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 funny. We kind of We kind of did that model a little bit. In this way because an opportunity came up Uh, buddy of mine um that was managed by the same company i used to be with whatever he wanted he just wanted he was done he's like man mm-hmm. i just want to hop out i want to hop out of my lease you want to buy my my unit you know it's right right across the hall from mine right mm-hmm. and so over at over in dallas and i was like well, let's look at the numbers and at first he was like know, you know hey i sell this to you for eight thousand dollars and we was like wait a minute let's see what's going on here uh that furniture ain't worth eight thousand dollars you know <laughs> kind of yeah. thing and so um anyways he we the way we were, we were able he was able to get out of his lead. we talked to the complex he was able to get out of his lease we had to sign like a brand new contract day one He was gonna leave everything in there and it, and it looked nice it, it was a sarah design so it looked nice and it was already ready to go making profit day one you know and 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 so we we went back and forth and we agreed on a price like three grand and federico had the genius idea hey tell him we'll pay him the three grand he wants but give us three months to pay it and i was like that's freaking genius, man. So we don't even feel the brunt of it right away. And so hopefully we won't even, you know, we'll we'll, cut, we'll make more money than the actual grand. So his furniture is going to make us more money than we're going to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I thought that was a, that's kind of like a hybrid of what you're talking about, renting it, but it was kind of a rent to own model.
1: Yeah. <laughs> see, see, a lot of those, like these court furniture who have high-end furniture for rent, they'll let you rent it. And after a year, you could just buy it outright from, and they might not even charge you to, to keep it. Wow. That's what happened to a friend, to Tiana. She, she she was like, she just called him after the year, like, "Hey, mind if I keep it?" I'm like, cool. You know, because wow. they, they had all this new shit. They probably had a bunch of new shit come in. You know, I mean? they're like, hey, I'm "Pick up that old ass furniture." You
3: know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So
1: now you own the furniture All right. Now your expenses go down. So right now, like when you do the arbitrage money, you do it on credit. You got to build that back up so you can get the credit paid off. You know, but I've been using the profit first model to do it, which has been great. But I'm like, man, I understand it now. If you keep, man, I love y'all business model. If you can stay out of debt, stay out of debt. And if you do it, uh, make sure it's business debt.
3: It's fine because now we're talking about this. I'm, I'm... remembering we were setting up some of the first units and we're like going to Goodwill you know, looking into shit like hey this is $3 and it's gonna look nice (laughs) and now we can splurge a little bit more Um, but yeah, that's the way we grow, right? Um, I mean, yeah. this cash flow is allowing us to do that, to say, okay, we can set up a, a new place. And right now, we're still like one of the last places that we have still over there, you know, setting up IKEA furniture. The the, the goal is the next time we he doesn't even have to go there.
1: Yeah. See, and that's the beautiful part about renting the furniture, too. They'll come oh, set the shit up. You just, like I was talking to my friends, oh, I just point and tell them where to put the shit and they'll set it up and put it in there. <sighs> if something breaks, they'll come and replace it. I was oh, like, nice. "Damn, yeah!" And you can just put a little charge in on Airbnb that this is broken, and you get paid for it.
0: <laughs> I'm <not> saying, man.
1: <laughs> you know, that's what you want to do, you know. But yeah, man, stand debt free—that's the way to go. I agree. Yeah, with that. Tiana's a cold-blooded assassin. Yeah,
2: We're using the 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 through running everything through PayPal also
3: because she told us about. Yeah, she, she's just yeah, yeah. I love her, episode, Yeah.
1: Yeah, she she dropped some bombs on there, dude. Like, yeah, that that <laughs> running everything through PayPal that was a whole nother game. That's been a game changer, yeah. especially with profit first, man. That's been a game changer doing that. <laughs> so, yeah,
3: uh, and that's funny. That that's the thing that that we we're talking with Steve, uh yesterday. I come it came up today. Like every day, we every time we have a stressful day, then we <laughs> see this two thousand dollar. They out hit our account, you know, on the email, and that's okay. It's worth. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I'm telling him every time something crazy happens, and we're like, ah, screw all this shit. And then all of a sudden, yeah, we see that two thousand, another two thousand hits. Okay, we'll, keep, we'll keep going. We're like an abused lover, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's business man, that's the best part about it. We sit there, we learn every day, dude. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, this cool, is a good Friday up, man. Good Friday up, yeah. good drinks, good shit talking. <laughs> we might have to tell people, we might have to start warning people on a, on the like, hey, this is a Friday episode, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's been good, man. It's been a while since we all hopped on, so it's been a good podcast, man. Having
2: yeah, to get Federico back on again in the future,
1: man. For sure, man. This has been good, man. Talking about systems, this is good stuff.
3: Well, yeah.
2: Cool. Where can folks find you, Federico?
3: Oh, find me. Well, I'm not big in social media myself. They can find Art Just Rentals on Instagram, uh, Facebook. And also, can I give a shout out to my wife and the work she does? Um, So she does prints um, that you can buy on Etsy behind she, you, right? Uh, those are hers. Yeah, like those behind me. She's an illustrator, so she does prints. She, she actually has some bundles for Airbnb. Uh, we, we can probably create a discount code for friends that live the drive. So I'm going to get that set up. I'm going to send it to you, and you can uh, share it out there. Yeah, uh, so
2: don't, don't handwrite the Wi-Fi thing. She'll make a nice pretty one, put it in a frame. Uh, yeah, she, she does some cool stuff, man. Oh, I
1: look into that then, man. Yeah,
2: okay. I'll send it to you.
1: <laughs> give a shout-out to my wife, too. She's been doing good at handling the communication. I don't like talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's retired, right? She's retired. No, nah, no, heck no. But no, we're uh after baby number two, we're out. She's out.
2: Oh, okay. I thought she was gonna retire yeah. from her job already.
1: No, nah, we're we're pregnant with number two. Once so we have our little girl, we're she's gonna be out of there. Oh, she, you
2: gotta get those free three months of pay, right?
1: <laughs> free three months of pay and that insurance, bro. <laughs> three Oh man, I hope not my, I hope her employer doesn't watch this. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, it's the, yeah game. Man. It's the
2: game.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, man, it's, it's been awesome. Uh you can find us at mm-hmm. livetheve at gmail.com. Follow me, Steve, Federico. We're all on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, it's been an honor. Thank y'all for continuing to listen, man. It's uh we always like to have some fun. Keep it real. And uh yeah, what else you got, Steve? Cheers,
2: keep keep living, letting, and thriving Cheers, out there, guys.
1: Hey, shout out to everybody that's been using that hashtag on uh, Instagram. I went through it today. I was like, holy shit, man. People really be tagging hashtag live, Live, Thrive Podcast. So shout out to all those people.
2: It's edutainment, as you say. For
1: real, man. People talking about Toro <laughs> tagging our podcast. I was like, oh, damn. So people do listen to us, okay? But so, yeah, man. Thank oh, y'all. shout
2: out to Romy Rome, Rome uh, uh, Jerome in the house.
1: Oh yeah, Romy Rome.
2: Yeah, he keeps he, keep, he always texts me. He's like, oh man, that show was great, man. Listen to that. So he's, he's still listening, he's still. Uh... That's good. That's good, man.
1: <laughs> but yeah, thank y'all, and we are out. Later, peace.